esteem and value as precious. To highly esteem and value as precious. So young people, you need to highly esteem and value as precious your parents. Us older folks, if we have a living parents, we need to highly esteem them and value them as precious. We don't need to just dump them on the side. We need to love and honor our parents. We need to love and honor our elderly parents. That's, this is what the gospel is. This is what grace will provoke you to do. And if we're not doing that, something's wrong with us. You hear what I'm saying to you? Turn over to Romans 13. Are you all with me? Uh, we don't like this as much as the grace stuff. <laughs> but this is living out grace. This is what grace is meant to do, to provoke us into these kind of things. People hear the promises of God and get excited, but never enter into their inheritance because of a lack of understanding of the principles and ways of God. Did you catch that? Here's, a, here's, here's an example. People who win lotteries. Did you know that most people who win lotteries go broke or they ruin their lives? Their lives get messed up because suddenly they got all this money. And you know why they don't? Because they don't understand the principle of finances or the principle of understanding what the power that comes with money, and it destroys them. And see, we're crying out for God to do all these wonderful things for us, yet we're not willing to apply these basic principles of the Scripture in our life. And we wonder why God doesn't do things in our life. Well, I just don't feel the Lord anymore. And we wonder why we don't feel the Lord when we go home and dishonor our parents. This is the truth. It is the truth. We can't just accept the promises of God, the blessings of God, the excitement, the goosebumps of God without walking it out on a practical, real level. And this is what we've got to do. And I believe one of our hindrances is we are a dishonoring people. We dishonor our parents. We dishonor the government. Look at this. Romans 13, verse 1. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. The governing authorities. Now, the context here is talking about civil government. For there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. The authorities that exist are appointed by God. God appointed the president. God appointed those people who are in office. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Now, if you're a lawbreaker this morning... You could be in trouble. Read verse 7. Render therefore to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, and honor to whom honor. That's the Bible. Here's the way old, old Peter said. That was a Paul. He's real smart. Peter just cuts right to the chase. 1 Peter 2.17. Honor all people. You know why racism, that's why racism is so bad? Is we dishonor a person because they look different from us. It's a sin right there. It says racism. Don't, I don't know in the Bible it says anything where racism is directly a sin, but it's a sin right there because we dishonor a person because they're different. If I dishonor a black person just because of the color of their skin, I have blew it. Because the Bible says honor all people. All people. It doesn't matter if they look like you. It doesn't matter where they came from. It doesn't matter what language they speak. You know, we, we've got to honor them. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. We're supposed to do that. Fear God. Honor the king. Honor the president. We need to ask why we got that thing in there. Pray for the president. We need to be honoring the president. You know, sometimes the presidents we had, they, they didn't deserve honor, but their off, the office deserved honor because they were in an office that deserved honor. The man may not have, but the office does because it's just the presidency. Y'all with me? 
Let me just, I'm about to read. 1 Peter 3. Y'all ain't real excited now. Y'all should be shouting, Yeah, honor the president. <laughs> 1 Peter 3. <laughs> That's all right. There's a time to do every, all this good stuff. Here you go. Women are going to love this one. But men, you better be careful. Yours is coming. <laughs> 1 Peter 3, verse 1, Wives, likewise be submissive to your own husband, that even though some do not obey the word, they, will, they without a word may be won by their conduct. Uh, that's Peter's way of saying it. Paul said, said something like this, Ephesians 5, 33, Let the wife see that she respects her husband. Worst thing you can ever do, wife, to your husband is dishonor your husband. That wouldn't be nothing. You know, you, you know, your husband can say, spend $10, and you can go spend 20 here. Okay, well, you spent $20. You're just going to be $10 less. But when you start dishonoring your husband and disrespecting your husband, that will offend your husband. And, it's, and it offends God. So you need to respect your husband and honor your husband. Bless your husband. Speak good things to your husband. Encourage your husband. Don't tell him he's just, you know, some low-level guy. You know, that's part of the problem in marriage is your wife dishonors her husband's. However, let's look at verse 7. It gets worse. This will get you, man. Husbands, verse 7, Likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving what to the wife? Honor. You, you can't just be a one-way street. As to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together the grace of life. Now, this is it, that your prayers may not be hindered. In other words, this is what God's saying. You dishonor your wife, I'm not going to hear your prayers. Now, you want God to answer your prayers? Maybe one of the reasons God, the husband, is not answering your prayers is the way you treat your wife. Let's just get real. I mean, that's the Bible. We've got to honor our wives. That's the grace of God operating in a real way. And this society is full of dishonor. So, wives, you need to respect and honor your husband and, and submit to them as unto the Lord. But husbands, you must honor your wife. You must have an understanding towards them. Well, God, you know, he don't say, didn't say some bad stuff what he's going to do to the wife, but he did to the man. You hear what I'm saying to you? Are you all with me? Turn back two books. We're almost done. Hebrews 13, verse 4. This is another thing in our society that's dishonored. Hebrews 13, verse 4, and it's marriage. Because the Bible says this, Hebrews 13, Marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers God will judge. If you're thinking about having an affair this morning, I don't care if it's an and if you're having an affair, you're dishonoring your marriage, which the Bible completely is against. You need to honor your marriage. You need to honor your marriage vows. Even if you're having just what people call, uh, I'm having an emotional affair with this person. I've had people tell me that. Well, I'm telling you, you know, it ain't long that step from emotional affair to the physical affairs. You know, you're on inches. You need to repent. You hear what I'm saying to you? Honor the marriage. And let me tell you something. Don't go after a married person. Don't mess with a married person because you're dishonoring that marriage. You're dishonoring that marriage. So not only do the people within the marriage need to honor their marriage, people outside the marriage need to honor that marriage. We need to respect that marriage. You know, one of the things we try to do and try to teach people to do is you don't, in other words, if you want to go rebuke Becky, you need to talk to me about it. You hear what I'm saying to you? That's honoring... I'm talking about a guy. I'm not talking about a girl. You know, girls can deal with girls. and you know. But it wouldn't be, it'd be dishonoring for me to go to Kathy and jump all over her without talking to Jim about it and getting his permission. That's simple. That's honoring. You know, Jim, I'm mad at Kathy. You know, she threw that spaghetti sauce on me and 
can I go fuss at her about it? Well, no, don't fuss at her. Just I'll talk to her about it. You know? You know what I'm saying? But we live in a society where marriage is not honored. People live together, you know, and, and have sex outside of marriage. You know, that's dishonoring. You know what I'm saying? And God doesn't appreciate it. And it's in the church. And if you are looking at pornography, you are dishonoring that thing called marriage. Because it's only meant for marriage. So if you're stuck on pornography this morning, think about what you're doing. You think God is going to honor you? And what you're doing, you think you're going to get all of these, you know, promises of God operating in your life when you can't, when you're doing something like that? Are you all with me? I'm not fussing at you. Trust me, I'm not. Last one. Verse 17. This is a, this is a great one. Oh, he's being self-centered. <laughs> I want to get somebody else to do this, but I'll do it anyway. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. That's what it says in the Bible. I'm not trying to get you to honor me or do anything. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Yet we live in a church where people, you know, leaders in the church, pastors, all that, you know, they're just, oh, by the way. And I'm telling you, that is not what the Bible teaches us. The Bible teaches we need to honor... Well, you may not be able to honor me and respect me as a person, but you can respect the place that God's given me. You can respect the place that God's given Jim, etc., and so forth down the line. That's the Scripture. We don't need to dishonor spiritual leaders. We really don't. We need to be submissive to them. We need to do what they tell us to do, you know, as long as it's within Scripture. You know? I mean, I'm just telling you what the Bible says. I'm telling you, if we want to move into all that God has for us, we need to learn how to honor, because that was one of the things that made David great. That made David great. He didn't dishonor people. Even people who acted like idiots, like Saul. Even a daddy who made mistakes with him. Are you all with me? You're looking sort of sad. All right, then, but I do have some couple things I want to... I feel like the Lord showed me that I want to do. Give me a couple minutes, okay? And then you can go. I think one is for, and I'm not sure what the right word is, Afro-Americans or black people or however, you know, I'm glad there's two that I see here this morning because I feel like the Lord has a word. And I think the word is this. A few generations ago, your ancestors, your ancestors were slaves, more than likely, unless they just happened to be blessed to be free. But you had some relatives that were slaves. And they worked in fields for nothing, for nothing. And there is wages that, I feel like the Lord said, there's wages that rightly belong to you that's been stopped that was diverted. But God hasn't forgot that. He hasn't forgot that. And I think one of the reasons the Lord has blessed black men with such athletic ability and they can make massive money is God is somehow trying to pay the black people back of what was owed them. But the problem is, you, you can't just be for a few black athletes or black musicians that are very excellent in what they do and can make millions of dollars. That's not right for just them to get it all. See, I believe you two, there's an inheritance for you that has been diverted away. Okay? And I believe God wants to bring you to a place where you can come into your inheritance that's rightfully yours.
where you can stand before the Lord and say, Lord, that inheritance that was lost where my ancestors were made slaves and worked for nothing and were abused and treated shamefully and lost everything they had from where they came from, I want it, Lord. I want it, and I want it with interest. Because the Scripture says the Lord will pay you back seven times what the enemy's taken. Now, here's the key for you. Just what I said. You can't expect God, you can't expect to come in your, your inheritance if you have sin. Sin will keep you out of it. You hear what I'm saying to you? Sin will keep you out of it. And God will sin, wants to prepare you. You may already be prepared. I'm not saying you personally. But God wants to bring you to a place where you can get your inheritance. Where you can go before the Lord and claim it. And say, this is mine. This is rightfully mine. I deserve this, God, because it was taken. They didn't get paid. And there's a lot of interest that occurred over the last 130 years or however long it's been. And even, you know, even beyond that. I mean, I don't even know when the thing. So I want y'all to come up. Would y'all be willing to come out here for us to pray for you? And just really bless you. So you can't just let Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson and, you know, Lennox Lewis. And who won that boxing match last night? <laughs> whoever, get all the money. And that's part of your inheritance, just because of who you are and who your ancestors are. You, you hear what I'm saying to you? So i like a couple people just to come out here and lay hands on them right now and bless them and ask God to prepare them to release the inheritance that belongs to them as black people. And so, Father, we want to do that right now. These two, Father. Is Lord, there was an inheritance their ancestors suffered for. It was stolen from them. Land, possibly over in Africa where they came from, way back. Father, we ask you this morning that you would restore to them sevenfold. You would get these two and their families ready for what you have for them, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. Mm. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Bless them, Lord. Bless them. Bless them. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Shuckle them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, while they're praying, I'm on. There's a couple of things I feel like God wanted to say. Is people who have inherit, who's lost their family inheritance, that your family lost it somehow. Um. Back, and I feel like the Lord said, back as far as seven generations in your family. Seven, you know, seven brothers of David. And God is looking for the Davids that could come into the inheritance. And I think what God is saying to some of you, see, some of your family may have had some things, spiritual things, natural things, that you, that rightfully belong to you, that God has given to your family, that should come through your family line, but you lost it. See, we believe, in, we believe in family curses, you know, oh, your daddy was this, and he visited you and all that. And, but we also need to believe in the blessings that God had that got diverted away. And if anybody in here feels like you're one of those people, I want you to come up. You know, and, and if you believe that there's an inheritance for your family that has been diverted, you come up.
to be able to receive all that God has for you. Because God has inheritance that was diverted. See, I, I think there's a lot of people that suffer that. I'm one of those people. And God's beginning to show me recently, you're one of those people, Byron. There was an, your family lost some stuff. They, your family lost fortune through difficulties. It could have been through the Civil War that they actually lost it. And it could have been judgment. But when we repent, God can close that gap where the enemy was able to come in and rob, kill, and steal, and plunder. So, Father, you see these people standing here. Spiritual inheritance. There was some of you that had people in your past that were awesome men and women of God. Awesome men and women of God. Powerful people. God has that inheritance needs to be passed to you. It's a godly heritage that needs to be released to you. That the enemy somehow was able to divert or steal, I don't know, through sin. But we have to deal with the sins of our family. We, somebody has to repent. So, Lord, I ask you for these that are standing here, Lord, for their inheritance, whether it be natural or spiritual, that they would come to a place where they could get that back seven times, Lord. Get that back seven times, Lord. Lord, do it, Lord. Y'all pray for them. Pray for them. All right, the last two, I'm going to just ask you to come up. Um, people whose family has put them down, they feel like they were put down by family members. I think the Lord wants to, to heal you today and wants to give you a heart like David had, who even though the family put them down, they could still be an honoring person and not dishonor their family. People who just feel like just things didn't work in your family. You were, the, you were the runner of the litter or whatever. So if anybody's like that, I want you to come up for prayer and y'all go pray for them. This is what it is. is, is when, you're, when something happened and your daddy blamed you for it, that's what it is. Because every time something happened in my family, um, I got blamed for it. And I was always the person that had the bad luck. And that's not God. And God wants you to release you from that because they, they didn't work on me. And they tried it on my nephew. And uh, But I'm telling you, uh, uh, God wants to release you from it. And, uh, and I will pray for you that God will release you. Got glasses on because I've got injured eye. I'm not trying to be Joe Cool here. Um, but if you've got a situation where your dad's spoke bad about you, I'm serious, it happened to me. They always kidded me about sinking the boat. I sank the boat, it was my fault. And they told daddy, he said, Listen, it wasn't his fault, the bottom was rotten. Blue the engine in his Eldorado Cadillac, and uh, it wasn't my fault. It overheated. You see what I'm saying? It seemed he wanted it to follow me like it was a cloud. But it's not a cloud. God wants to release you from it. And also, last, those who have issues with authority, no matter what kind of authority it is, can be governmental, or, you know, natural authority or spiritual authority. If you just have trouble with that, struggle with that stuff in your life. A lot of people do, I know. The Lord wants to heal you of that, so you can be somebody who honors the God-given authority placed in your life. If you're one of those people, you can come up also. You just come up and just receive the healing of the Lord, and you know, let the Lord bless you and do something in your life today. It's the heart of David.
You see, you're not going to come into your inheritance with these issues. You're not going to come into what God has for you if these things are at work in your life. And the goal and the key is let's come into all that God has for us and not miss the blessings of God. And let us be like David at the end of our life. We can say things like the son of whoever, the son of Byron Wicker, the son of William Wicker. You know, Byron Wicker, the sweet, not psalmist, but whatever. You know, at the end of your life, you can say the good things that God has done in your life. Yeah, sweet preacher of the, the cross. You know, at the end of your life, you can say wonderful things because God had so blessed your life that you had lived your life in a way that blessed God and honored God. And the way you did it was you honored Him through each other. So I ask you to come up and get this because God has an inheritance for you, the inheritance of David. Amen. Lord, I, Byron is a descendant of Jonathan Edwards, one of the greatest preachers in this nation, Lord God. And I just declare over him that he is the sweet preacher of Calvary, the sweet preacher of the message of the cross of Calvary. Lord, use these lips to touch the lives of many. Use these lips and this heart, Lord God to touch the lives of many. You showed me by revelation once there was life in this heart that He would not hold back. Lord, I pray that there would be life in His words and that there would be no backing up, that there would be no holding back. Lord, that He could preach Calvary and that it would be sweet. Amen. I'm just going to pray for people. You know, if you want to come out here for prayer or if you can go home if you want to go home. I know it's gotten late and the thing went long and you wanted it to do. But just remind everybody about tomorrow night. You know, come do whatever they said to do. Bring whatever. In the Citizen Center, if you need directions, like downtown Morrisville, uh, on Main Street, a nice new building, like, like the old ugly ones. Just come and, you know, just have Thanksgiving together and enjoy, you know, what the Lord's done in our life over the last year. Be thankful. Lord, bless every person here today. Father, I pray that you go home blessed and encouraged. In Jesus' name, amen. This is the